I'm Charlie from CookingSecretsForMen.com and since 2005 we've been sponsored by well no one. Um, <laughs> so this, <laughs> this is the second installment of our um, interviewing and cooking with community leaders here in Milwaukee and I'm very pleased to be joined with my good friend Sadna Linval. Uh, Sadna, I think I've known you almost since we moved here, maybe 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know Sadna from both the community and then from personally, but she is one of our community leaders here and I wanted to uh, chat with her about her work. Um, right now she's currently the president of the Shorewood Foundation. Um, so Sadna, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Shorewood Foundation and what they do and if people want to get involved, what they can how they do that. Absolutely. So the Shorewood Foundation is a community foundation in the village of Shorewood where I live and where Charlie lived until very recently. So um, great community right by the lake and it's uh, a gorgeous area but this foundation in particular really helps to support a lot of the great things that we do in the village of Shorewood. So um, programs and activities that help us celebrate our culture, help us um, connect people to resources and education opportunities, as well as sustain some of our green spaces and just that village charm that, that we love. It's, it's a village of a mile radius, but um, lots of young families, lots of people who live and then return back to the community because they love it so much. And it's one of those walkable sidewalk areas. So things that we support as the foundation are things like the 4th of July celebration, um, the Shorewood Feast, which is a big um, open table um, event. It's almost like a big block party on Oakland Avenue and a number of other activities. Um, to get involved, obviously we are a community organization. We are volunteer based, so we have a beautiful group of volunteers who serve on our board and we designate funds to these different activities. So by volunteering, by giving to shorewoodfoundation.org, um, really just being a part of what we do in the community and we love to have volunteers help us so if you're interested let me know right. so you and I also um, as I was I lived in Shorewood for 11 or 12 years um, uh, we served together on the Shorewood Human Relations Commission Education Committee um, uh, since I moved to Shorewood from Shorewood down here um, to the downtown area um, I'm also now a volunteer because I can't if I'm not a resident, I can't be there. Um, so, <laughs> but I love the I love the work. I love um, being working within the education area. So, why don't you speak to some of the education opportunities and things that we've done, kind of as a group over you know the time you've been involved? Absolutely. So, um, a guy named Charlie introduced me to the Human Relations Subcommittee on Brown Education, and um, I'm really blessed that that happened because I've been really fortunate to not only get to know a number of people I, I wouldn't have intercepted with otherwise, but we've been able to bring educational opportunities and um, really just op opportunities for discussion, um, educational tools and resources to help people make informed decisions. And especially in this post-pandemic world, just to really um, bring people together in a safe way where we can talk about things that are really meaningful to our community. So whether it's regarding race or housing or um, other activities or really celebrating some of the achievements we've had in our community. One of our um, committee members, for example, is in the process of working with other partners to bring a documentary to our community that talks about the Meswood relationship between the Shorewood High School and Meswood High School. So great things like that are really happening and it's kind of the, the brainstorm of this small but mighty group. Okay. 
Um, so I know you, as one of the people who, you're involved in a lot of different things in, in um, Milwaukee, but within the city, um, I know you do a lot of different things, but you also have a day job. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so briefly tell us about your day job. Sure, sure. I recently joined Freighter Health and their experience management team. So I'm a project manager with that group. Um, and I have the privilege of really sharing and building and leading programs that help to reshape our culture, um, to help educate folks, but to really touch that human experience throughout our systems, whether you're a patient, whether you're a caregiver, really making this an experience where people want to be feel valued and want to feel heard. It's um, really exciting work, and um, I'm very, very blessed to do help with it. So not only are you um, a volunteer in many different areas within the community, and you have a day job, you also have a beautiful family. And I know your husband, Scott, works in the building next door uh, to where we live here. So tell us real briefly about your family. Sure. Um, we also moved to Shorewood about 10 years ago, and my husband, um, who's an architect, is... Um, employed here in the Milwaukee area right near Charlie's home and um, I have a daughter who is 17 and a 13 year old daughter so two kids that we've raised over the last decade here in our community and um, and we have a dog named Elsie. Very nice. So Sada, what are we cooking today? So we are gonna make something that is very dear to my family called pastelillos. So um, I am by heritage Indian and Dominican and this is a traditionally Dominican kind of appetizer. It's almost like a mini empanada. And in my family, we make these for every holiday, every celebration, everyone has a role. Um, but because of my unique heritage, it, the product is a little bit more of a fusion than your typical pastelitos. So there's a little extra spice to it and some modifications to make it a little easier. So I hope you enjoy making this with me. Great. Well, we're gonna move over to the cooking area now. So give us a little minute to set up and then we'll be right back. So the first thing we're gonna do is marinate the meat. Um, it's about a pound of ground beef. You can always go a little more if you are entertaining lots of people, so just be mindful of doubling up the other parts of the recipe for that too. And to this meat, we're gonna add two teaspoons of cumin powder, so powdered cumin seed. All right, so cumin, that's the Latin influence. And then um, just a little salt and pepper to get things going. And then some black pepper. And then just kind of stir it up a little bit so we can get its seasoning in. Um, we can always update adding more or a little less. So we're gonna mix this together and it's gonna sit while we make the sofrito, correct? Correct, correct. Okay. We'll continue to mash that up a little bit more. Okay. And I'll set that over. And now we will start with our sofrito. So this is basically just a little sauce that we're creating from fresh vegetables to um, not only marinate and just also kind of give uh, a little flavor to the meat. So what we're going to start with is with a tablespoon or so of salt or of um, oil, just regular vegetable canola, oil. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Vegetable canola, canola. All right. So we're going to add one large onion that's chopped. Two to three tomatoes, also chopped. A little sizzle there. Yeah, it sounds lovely. They're lovely. And my family loves garlic, so you can you can never go wrong with a little extra garlic. If you're not into garlic, I'm Italian, so there's no such thing as too much garlic. <laughs> Same in our family. And then last but not least, the chopped green pepper, which is 
Um, you can use regular like bell pepper if you'd like, but in my family, because of this fusion piece, we like things a little spicy, so we use jalapenos. This is about two large jalapenos, so about like that half cup that you want to add in. And you can use uh, so serranos also, correct? You could use serranos. Um, and again, that's more for the heat. If you take the seeds out, it's less spicy. My family likes the seeds in. But again, um, my Dominican family likes regular bell pepper. Well, I can tell you so. the sous chef did not put the seeds in. <laughs> and so how long will this cook, Rodney? So you want to put this on a medium heat for about a good 10 to 15 minutes. You can kind of smell the flavors, you know, mm -hmm. coming together. Um, but you want this to kind of boil down or um, simmer down to more of a, a mushy, not quite a sauce, but just a little bit more of a wilted vegetable. Um, we're going to be adding beef to it eventually, so that'll kind of make a, an additional sauce piece to it. And we'll drain it before we put, um, put them into the fillings of our pasta bejos. Nice and wilted down. See, this is the kind of sofrito you want to mix in with the meat. So now we're going to transfer this to a bowl so we can cook our meat. All right, so we're going to let this cool a little bit too, but then put the put it back in with the meat, correct? Correct. Okay. And you don't have to you don't have to wash your pan off because everything's going to blend together in the pan ultimately. So what we'll do next is just add a little bit of extra oil, just another half or full teaspoon, and then we'll start browning the meat. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to brown the meat. Alright. That oil nice and hot. And you should be able to smell the cumin and the seasoning from the pan before. And this is just turning it into hamburger, so breaking it up into little pieces because we'll use this in our filling. So we're using these uh, wonton wrappers. See, they're not real big, so that's why I was saying we have to make sure the pieces are broken up pretty well. Yep. All right, so the meat's coming together well. Mm -hmm. um, so we will, you're going to put the sofrito back in this? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to let it kind of simmer together. So, right. you know, we're at a point where you probably could do that. Let me just, so I'm going to go ahead and take that sofrito, add that in. It smells great. Thank you. One thing I missed that we can still add in is a little bit of soy sauce. So little Kiko Man soy sauce, a little sodium, never hurts. And you can see how there's like a little sauce already building in this. So we may have to drain it just a little bit. You don't want to have too much liquid in right. the wontons because it'll splatter at you when you fry them, which is never fun. So smells like this remind my family of holidays. So it's something's happening if you smell this in my house. And if you have this extra liquid, we can try to just drain a little bit of it out into the sink. So one um, thing I typically do at this stage, I usually add my raisins to the mix. So this kind of mincemeat mixture has raisins with it. So we're gonna add about a cup or two little boxes of raisins. And what happens when it's in the hotter liquid that I like, the, um, the heat plumps them up. So when you're actually putting them into the Pasadillos, they get a little bit more um, texture to them than they would as a shriveled raisin. All right, so we're gonna let this continue to, to just um, kind of cool off, simmer, and yeah. uh, absorb. Correct, and the heat's off, so we're just letting it. Um, I can even move it over a little bit in a sec, but we're just gonna let it sit, cool down, so it's easy to the touch, so we can assemble. Okay, and we'll as soon as that's cooled, we'll put together the empanadas. Okay, so the 
meat and sofrito has cooled sufficiently to be able to handle it so it wouldn't burn you. So Sana, <laughs> go ahead and let's uh, let's put these bad boys together. Absolutely. So we're going to take one wonton at a time. And again, if you have those little discs or other um, circles, you can use them. But we're just using these wonton wrappers so you can get at the grocery store. And because this is finger food, they're more appetizers than a full meal. You just put about a teaspoon or maybe half a teaspoon of the meat. You don't want too much or it'll start to spill out. We have a little dish of water. You just kind of line the edges of the wonton with it and then just fold this over. And then you want to seal it. And what I typically do, what our family does, is just kind of press it with a fork. Sometimes the fork punches through. If it does, it's okay. Just be mindful when you're, when you're frying. Okay. And then we set these aside. Mm -hmm. Just set them in a pan. <coughs> I ran into, in the last three days, two people who know you well what? and said to say hello. First one, <laughs> first one was Erica Weber. Oh. Now Erica Whitmore. But yes. Erica saw her on Wednesday night. We nice. went to the new... Uh, Bridgewater uh, Grill on First Street down uh, where the old horny goat used to be. Yes, how was that? It was very nice. And then on Thursday night, I ran into Vincent Lyles. Oh my goodness. And Vincent said to say hello. I asked You'll Vincent, have to bring him on the show. Well, I asked Vincent <laughs> if he wanted to do it, and he said, oh, I don't cook. So I wow. said, well, well, we'll see if we can get you on anyway. All right, so Sonda's going to finish up uh, making the first batch of these, and then we're going to move over to the stove, fry them, and we'll sit down and taste them. Perfect. All right, so that's the last one. There we now go. Now we'll walk on over to the stove. Okay, so we're going to get ready to fry these, and we're going to put about a cup of oil, just enough to kind of get the pan going, and we can always add more if needed. It all depends on how many of these you're frying up. They're just little ones. All right, so we're going to... Give this guy a test. Let's see how it. Ooh, that's yeah. It is pretty hot. Yeah, it's bubbling. Sizzling in there. Yeah, we're gonna go with five to start with. In just a couple minutes, we're just pan frying it lightly, just like these are wontons, so it does not take much time to sizzle them through. You can kind of see oh, that's that's nice. Already. Yeah. Nicely browned. See that? It didn't take that long at all. No, just a couple minutes. So, yeah, don't walk away. Oops, <laughs> you put these in. And now you're. You see, this one had a little extra juice in it, so just be careful. Right, the liquid from the sofrito and the and the beef. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna let these drain. We're gonna put them on a plate. We're gonna sit down and enjoy them. And thanks, Adna, for her visit today. We'll be back in just a minute. All right. So we've uh, plated these beautiful Dominican empanadas. Um, Sadna, tell us what the sauce is. Yeah, so typically in my family, what we will do is create kind of like a, it's almost like a pico de gallo. So it's just fresh onions, tomatoes, um, more green peppers. Again, hot is always great in my house. Um, we throw in a little chili and sometimes a little turmeric to just kind of give it a bit of an Indo flavor. Salt and pepper, just mix it up. But that is our salsa to go with our right, Let's Let's give them a taste test. All right. Cheers. Oops. Cilantro on mine. Mm. Yeah, the cilantro was just garnish on this one, so what do you think? Delicious. Good. Crunchy wrapper on the outside. Um, the meat and the flavoring inside is, is stupendous. And you get a little kick from the, uh, the pico. Mm -hmm. mm. 
It's a great um, appetizer with beer or for like a party outside. Again, we use it for family traditions, so it's our family to yours. Enjoy. Well, I might have to have one more. But <laughs> I wanted to thank Sadna for being my guest today. Got a Cooking Secrets for Men hey. apron. Yay, thank you. Sure. You give me a great meal and I give you an apron. So I can make more. I love it. Thank you. It's a gift that keeps giving. Sadna is just one of thousands of people in our area and millions around the world who do volunteer work who are um, just in the shadows. No one really knows a lot about what they do. So I'm glad that we could kind of chat about your community work here. And uh, it's greatly appreciated, as I'm sure you know. But um, again, thanks for the meal. Absolutely. Thanks for your service. Uh, volunteer service, that is. And to all you out there, hope you've enjoyed this uh, little community leader interview cooking segment. Thanks, as always, for your support. Please like and subscribe. Thanks for listening to Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders on podcast. Every week, we talk to one of our community leaders here in Milwaukee. Then we cook something together, and then we eat it. If you want to see how today's recipe was made, please head over to our YouTube channel, Cooking Secrets for Men, where the video of this show is available. Until next time. Thanks for supporting Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders. Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders is brought to you by Cooking Secrets for Men, LLC, and was recorded in the Third Ward in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We feature and profile community leaders who are trying to make Milwaukee a better place. The tagline is, serious people with serious jobs having a little fun. Our guests choose the recipes that we use on the show. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get great podcasts. The original YouTube video for this episode is available on our YouTube channel, Cooking Secrets for Men, all rights reserved. Thanks, and see you next time on Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders.